I'm Chris H., and welcome to Pop's Pint, a conversation with my friends where we discuss fatherhood in 2019. Welcome to Pop's Pint, episode six. Slowly but surely, crawling to double digits. Tonight, we're going to take a different spin, and I have Eric on the phone, my brother, 10 years my junior, who has a different, what's up, man, and it's a different take, it's a different spin, you're the first one who isn't a dad, and the theme of tonight, I'm thinking, is going to be the outside looking in, and uh, I mean, we had Brian on Brian on the show earlier, I think episode three. Um, he has two kids. I have two kids. And I, I thought it would just be a good take um, and change of topic uh, to get your, your viewpoint of being an uncle of four, three girls, one boy, which is crazy, and uh, go from there. But uh, the, the rules of the podcast, Eric – you got to have a beer at the start. What are you drinking? Of course. I am drinking a Great Lakes Brewing Company Commodore Perry India Pale Ale. Something new for me, actually. Great Lakes. But, yeah. Dude, can, I, can I break the rules? Is it, is, is it considered breaking the rules if I have more than one beer during, during the show? There's no breaking the rules. You're breaking up a little bit, so you may be walking away. Or, um, but no, there's no breaking the rules. I'm pretty sure Lucas consumed uh, well over two beers uh, with the inaugural episode, episode one. Um, so that rule was shattered within 20 minutes. Perfect. Well, I uh, will try to break his record then. That's my goal. <laughs> And if I'm spotty, if I'm spotty, that's because I am a very cheap guy, and I am using Sprint, so <laughs> that is the excuse. Hey, man, you got a free phone out of it, though. Hey, it's uh, you know, it's good deal. It's good deal. I can't pass it off. Pass it up for now. What, whatever saves those dollars in the bank, I'm all about it. Exactly. Whatever, can, whatever can allow me to drink a, a few more beers. i got a barrier brewing company i don't know where they're at it's a green room an american pal al um tastefully dry hop centennial with a cascade and comet okay oceanside is that from the store down the street oh yes the variety pack yeah, I've uh, I've experienced its greatness. Oh, it's got so many so many things they off things to offer. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. You and Brian were talking about it on his episode as well. Where where's uh your beer at, beer from? This is Cleveland, Ohio. So I, I've had a few of the the Great Lakes before in the past, but um, they usually I, I've never seen a, an IPA from them, so. I was going to make that. Um, like I think it's like porters and like ales and stuff like that. At least okay. that's um what I've had in the past. How would you rate this IPA? Um, not very hoppy. I would say a good taste. 
no, on just, a scale one to ten, I'd probably give it a good seven and a half. All right, that's positive. Maybe by maybe by beer too, that that rating will go up or down. Oh yeah, definitely. But it'll be a new beer at that point. So <laughs> <laughs> this one's a little dry, but I mean, it does say dry hops. I've been drinking a lot of IPAs that are a little fruity as of late. Um, but I, th- I'm always in for a good pal out. Scale of one to 10. I'll do a seven. I'll do a seven. Make it, okay. make it better by the end of it. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So Eric, before we get into this, how are you feeling about the W Sixers dub? Uh, I am. Um, I was pretty upset, uh, Saturday, but you know, come around this morning and, and last night it was a, uh, emphatic wins. So I'm definitely excited. I, I wanted, uh, I was doing Ben Simmons on Saturday and then yesterday I wanted to say I wanted a statue built for him. So <laughs> you were booing him on Saturday. Uh, the whole place was doing him. I heard it was bad. I didn't, I didn't get to watch it too much. We had a birthday party for uh Grampy, his 60th. And, and uh, that was a better celebration. Better <laughs> call. We, I, we turned it on fourth quarter and it was, it was pretty tough. Uh, so what, what's your prediction here? How many games is this going? Sixers versus Nets. Uh, it's going to go at least six. It's going six? I think, yeah, I think it's going to come back 2-2. Um, after, you know, go to Brooklyn, they're going to go one-on-one each. It's going to be 2-2 coming back home. And then I think they'll close it out in, in Brooklyn. Z and I were talking about going to the game, getting seats. On Saturday? No. I mean, we're going to go on Thursday, this Thursday, but I think we want to come down for Easter down to Philly. Uh, And then – but the game six, we were like, the only thing is they have to go game six for it to be next Thursday, next week, next Thursday. Yeah, that's very true. I would uh I would recommend it, but you know, we'll see how it plays out. Well, hopefully by the time you're on next, uh, we're in double digits for our podcast episodes, and the Sixers have made it well past uh the first round. I agree, and then at that point, I will be having more than two beers during a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, I mean, one, uh, are you getting the pressure from mom? With all oh, these grandchildren uh, running around and her trying to lay down the law of wifing you uh, up, it's unbelievable. <laughs> they, uh, you know, having having four, um, you know, her having four grandchildren, you know, me having four nieces and nephews. Now it's um, the pressure. The pressure is officially on. You know, it was there before. Now it's you know got to have a girlfriend that way, you know, I can babysit your kids at some point. So I'm feeling it. I am feeling it. I don't know if you felt it as much as I did or I am, I should say. Well, I, I mean, she's in a full court press for you. I know she is. I can, I can feel it too. But I, I listen, Eric's 10 years, my junior. So we had, we have some distance in between and going through different phases of life at different uh, a decade in between. Um, Eric, I was, I remember when I was watching your grade school football game and I think I was a, a senior in college or a junior where I was just out and 
my mom and mommy were on the sideline and they took me aside and they're like, we need to talk to you. And I was <laughs> like, okay. And they basically tried to tell me that I wasn't getting any younger and I needed to start really hunkering down, looking for, looking for a good woman. And I just laughed. I think I was 22, 21 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, 27. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was still in your spot at 27. Yeah, I think I think I can I can remember um, my mom actually pulling you like aside into the house, making sure like you you know you have a girlfriend and all that stuff, questioning you. So you you got the, you got a little bit more of the pressure um, from my mom saying that you know she probably wanted great grandchildren and whatnot. So I can I can imagine it was, it's two different ends of the spectrum, but uh, the pressure I'm sure was immense on both of our shoulders. <laughs> So how is it? I mean, it, it's wild dynamic for me coming from a household of three boys, me being the oldest, and now having two girls. Uh, I mean, I'm shocked. I, I, know, I know if we go for a third, it's going to be a third girl. It's just happening. And, oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then Brian having a boy and a girl. I mean, now we're getting outnumbered. Mom's, the, uh, mom is happy as a clam. Um, she's always wanted those daughters. Uh, she's got three granddaughters now. Um, but just how is it to be an uncle and uh, an uncle to four and three of them being girls? Is that wild? Yeah. Um, well, loaded question there, but I'll answer as best as I can. <laughs> um, I, I would say, you know, like when Harper and Brian were born, it was kind of, you know, it was really cool, um, kind of just experiencing both of them, boy and girl, you know, first niece, first nephew type thing, um, was godfather to both of them, you know, it was, it was pretty, uh, it's pretty neat, um, I guess, it was, it, it made you want a kid, I guess, to a sense, until you, like, actually spent, like, a weekend or a vacation with babies, and you were like, okay, this isn't what you have. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best source of child, uh, um, of, uh, safe sex. The best source yeah. is just spending, spending the weekend with the fams and, or, or the vacation. There is no vacation anymore. We call it making yeah. memories. Exactly. That's, uh, the best birth control right there. The birth control. That's uh, what I was looking for. Yeah. Highly recommend. It was, uh, Eye-opening, to say the least, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's no timeouts. And then when you yeah, have no. a second one, it is a complete game changer. Yeah. So then, you know, well, the, cra the, the craziest thing of it all is that you and, you and Bri were both having kids at the same time. Like, Bri was one month, and then you were the month later. And then it was almost like a full year later, you both had two more kids two more girls a month apart. So it was like, bam, bam. It happened like real quick. Um, so it was almost like you knew how to handle the situation, I guess. But then it's just, you know, Brian and Harper are still so young, you know, early ones going into their twos. So it's just, it's just uh, it's a whole sort of chaos, uh, controlled chaos that you're trying to put into, you know, 
keep together. Um, but you know, it was it was pretty awesome to see. I mean, I think that I think the best part was you know, mom and dad went from having you know wanting grandchildren to then all of a sudden within like almost two two and a half years it was just like four grandchildren right away so um you know i've certainly enjoyed it um i get to i get to experience the the good parts of you know young kids and stuff like that um whereas you know you're obviously dealing with more of the the difficulties but um you know it's been awesome and then just the fact that you know, three girls now, when we're a family of, you know, all boys, you know, first and foremost, my, my heart goes out to you. I don't know how, how you're going to do this. It's, you know, already two, you're going to have another one. Probably if you have a third, it's going to be another girl. I, I've always told you, you know, I'm going to get you a bunch of Louisville sluggers to hide around the house. I'm still waiting for him. I, I'm, I'm using mental, mental skills. I'm going to mental scare tactics. Uh, <laughs> Just I'm just playing head games with with these guys that come around. Yeah, I just hide little things around the around the house that make them just question. You don't have to say anything; just hide and hide them in a question. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just been it's been cool to kind of you know see four four kids kind of grow up so quickly. Um, already now with like Bella and Dempsey, it's just. It feels like, you know, they were my coworker, he calls when you have like a, a zero to six, like a newborn to a, a six month, it's like a, they're just like a potato. You're just carrying a potato around the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it's cool and unique to see them kind of, you know, really starting to come into their own now, kind of getting their personality and walk around. Um, it's definitely cool. It's so wild because I, I just with Harper, it did go fast, but not nearly as fast as Dempsey with second. And I, I mean, there's also things that you just completely forgot about because I mean, with the first, you're just worried about everything and mm-hmm. you're sweating everything. And there's, there's certain milestones, there's certain um, highlights to each kind of month. Um, because that first year it's, it, I, it's crazy to look back at the pictures and see how much they advance just within the first year of childhood. It's crazy. And there's a lot of stuff that I forgot. And I was like, wow, like just Dempsey sitting back up or just getting control of her hands and like now holding my finger and, um, it, and when they get there, just when they get their um, wits about them to see it, like recognizing different rooms and like now she kind of whimpers when she goes in the bedroom because she knows that that it's, it's time for bed. And if she's not ready for it, then we'll have a little cry session going out. But it's Mm -hmm. just stuff that you're like, Oh my gosh, three weeks ago, you had no concept of which room we were in and you were reacting to light. Now you're grasping your surroundings. And it's wild. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts. I mean, and I think, I think the other, I mean, you can, you can even attest to it more than I can, but 
I think even more because, you know, just having kids so closely together, kind of just seeing their, like the, their personalities um, being different as well. I'm sure, I'm sure you can speak to that a ton more than I can, but like, it's just really cool seeing that, like, you know, there's just these differences between them, um, obviously, but it's just the personality that they kind of bring apart and or bring upon themselves and like separate themselves. It's really cool. Are you feeling outside of the mom pressure? Now you see me and Brian with two, but like there's a big gap. I mean, Brian's six years older than you. I'm 10 years older than you. Um, are you feeling additional pressure with four kids from us? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I you know, not, not from you guys. Um, good. You shouldn't, you should, yeah. you, you should be living your best life right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I think since you've had kids, if both of you, you and Brian, if anything, you've said, live it up now while you can, you know, <laughs> Soak it all in while you're in the moment, I guess. Oh, one hundred percent. And travel. You gotta get your ass out. Yeah, that's that's coming in the fall, but that's for another discussion. Well what, what do you got what do you got what do you got on the books? I don't know about this. Nothing in the books yet. Um good possibility for either Oktoberfest or potentially Greece, but we'll see. Well, I can speak I mean, I can speak to Oktoberfest. And yeah, I know that. <laughs> let me just acknowledge that Oktoberfest starts in the middle of September. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made that mistake round one of Oktoberfest. Thank God we didn't pull the trigger uh, when I was your age with my friends. But like that is a trip a trip of a lifetime. And if you do go, you need to let me know because I need to lay the groundwork and I may be making uh uh, I may be, may have to make an appearance. <laughs> you might have a work trip in uh, wherever in Germany, wherever I might end up. It's Munich. Munich. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say Munich, but I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to <laughs> say the wrong podcast. <laughs> it is. It is by far uh, something that should, if you're if you're a beer drinker. Um. It is by far something that everyone should put on their bucket list. I mean, the first time I, I've been there twice now to Oct the uh, the Oktoberfest, and I, I mean, it is a family event uh, as far as Germany is concerned. Like they, without a doubt, have a ton of tourism, but it is predominantly Germans, and yeah. it just opens up your eye, like. I, I mean, you never, you never had such a good time listening to polka music and the polka bands were, will play like American songs too, like American pie and, um, oh my gosh, so, like Tom Petty, free fallen. And like, you, you have an accordion version of free fallen and it's the best thing that you've ever heard. I can, I can, I can envision it, but that's that's all I can do now. Let let wow. me let me ask you a hypothetical, Lauren. If you're listening to this earmuffs, even though Chris has already said too much, if you did, you know, if this this scenario does happen, you know, how how would you try to lay the the groundwork to where you know with two kids, 
extremely young still, you know, how, how do you get out and overseas for, you know, a X amount of days? Well, I will say, um, you know, the, you know, my high school crew and we made it, uh, a f the first time we were there, we made it a five year pledge. So they've gone over twice. I've, I've actually, no, they've gone over three times. I've gone over twice and they went last year, I believe it was. And, uh, that was tough for me because we just had some big purchases. Um, but I mean, we also had Dempsey and mm -hmm. that was just something that, I, you know, I had to suck it up and it just wasn't that time I had to take the pass. And I mean, really one of the core reasons for doing this podcast is, uh, Dempsey, I mean, she's still super fresh. Um, but six months we're, we're starting to get our routine down. It takes a couple months. Like when you do have that new baby to figure out what the patterns are, how do you juggle one now? How do we juggle two? How does this affect our schedule? And you slowly get different, different pieces back. And the reason I started this podcast was to talk to my friends, to talk to my family members and try to make more of a persistent effort uh, at least once a week um, just to catch up about the kids and relate. But then also, I mean, I got to catch up with my little bro and Lauren's doing the same. And Lauren, there's, she's got her things going right now where she has her, one of her friends that are getting married. Um, and she's got a bachelorette party coming on the horizon and she's already mentioned to me. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll also give you this, like Lauren was kind of pushing for me to go to Germany. Um, Ooh. yeah, shit. Like that is the one, like I will absolutely say Lauren's always supportive with like me and my friends and making sure cause she knows how important my friendships are. And, um, it, it's just as a father, I did not think, I did not feel like it was the right time. And if you're saying right around September, uh, now hopefully I get Dempsey's birthday, then she's one. So then it's not dr that drastic, but I, I, I was bummed that I missed last year's. Um, I know I want to take dad and mom, but I would love to be there when you were there. Cause Seeing it through somebody else's eyes, like Eric, the first time that I was in, I, I think we were in the Hacker Shore tent. Um, the Oktoberfest is made up of like eight to 10 major breweries. Uh, and it's not anything, like it's only those tents. And these tents hold anywhere from 5,000 to 15,000 people. Like it's insane. And I like cried because I, I was just like so in awe of, Look, it's funny. Like I think day two, I was just walking. And I was, I was pretty. I was having a good time. I had a couple, a couple of uh, leaders, and I was just like, "What did they think of America when we had prohibition? They want to. They must. I mean, this is a festival purely for beer, and like they treat everyone like adults. Like people were, people were outside on the grass, passed out." And it was just like, okay, they had, they had a little too much to drink. They need to chill now. It was just wild. Like I never waited for a bathroom in a tent of 10,000 people. I never waited for a bathroom. Does yeah, that not, kinda, isn't that insane? Not. 
I, I need to move to Germany. It sounds like I never have to work, wait for a bathroom again. <laughs> oh yes. Well, I don't know if you're going to be able to figure out wash, wash closet. Oh yeah. I've already run into that problem. I was young, you know, young, young, you're young, you're dumb. You gotta make mistakes. <laughs> so truth be told, uh, I think, were you still in college, Eric? Yeah, I was visiting you. I think for, I was coming up for an interview. Yeah, you're coming up for an interview. I was with NBC and I was supposed to, I was at 30 Rock and I was supposed to grab my little brother uh, who came up on the train and we decided to meet at a coffee shop around the corner of 30 Rock. And he was like, hey man, you got to get here quick. And I was like, what's up, dude? <laughs> you're like, I got to go to the bathroom. And the only door that they have is this WC sign. <laughs> I that, that, that's I, but wash closet like that is one of those things it's a european thing like i would have never known if i didn't go to denmark and sweden and uh germany like it's it's just funny it's funny that it's you you never know until you get it wrong that's the only way that's the only way you learn you know, in my defense, I think a lot of other people were thinking the same thing because I didn't see anyone go in there and I didn't see anyone come out of there in an hour. All right. Can't be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so where, so I, I think I have a couple of days maybe banked up. Um, if you do pull the trigger on that side to go to Germany, but what, tell me about this Greece trip that you're playing with in your head. Yeah, I think it's more or less just it's it's two two destination places to go. Um, but yeah, Greece is just kind of it's supposed to be I think somewhat affordable. Um, it just looks beautiful. I mean, I, I'm a fan of like anything that's like clear water and stuff like that. Um, so I, that's just something that I personally want to do, and I have like a few other friends are interested. We're, we're torn in between those two things, and it's actually coming down between their their wives or girlfriends wanting to go or not as well, then, you know, which one would they rather want to do type thing. So, we'll, you know, it's one of those things we'll figure out. Well, one of my boys um, that I CrossFit with has done, I think he's done Greece like three or four times. And he may be your age. Um, mm -hmm. Great dude. And he's actually gone on these trips by himself. Like he's gone online, met a couple people online that have done it before and like he had done it the first time with a group of friends and I think now he's like and he's had the time of his life like I watch him on Instagram and I have so much envy <laughs> <laughs> so and he's a super nice dude um, if you guys decide to pull that trigger in that way obviously I'll set you up with him if you decide to go to the Germany route literally we have stayed in the same spot which I think the first year we went, it was three or four beds and we slept like eight guys in the room. Um, it was tight, but it was well worth it. And it was very close, like two stops away from the main, um, the main uh, park, the basically the tents, the Oktoberfest grounds. And it was super easy to go. I mean, the transit in Germany is insanely easy and awesome and clean and efficient. Um, so you don't have any problems there. Uh, but we literally, for the last three trips, they've stayed in the same exact room. 
which is wild yeah, to think about. So we can hook you up with that. It's funny, like the first time we went, I made all of my friends uh, lanyards with um, literally German instructions on like how to say, please take me here and with the address of our hotel and <laughs> German phrases. Cause I knew like, I mean, we were early twenties. Like I knew we were going to get ourselves in, in, I, I knew we were going to get separated. Like that was inevitable. And I, I'm obviously like the mom of the group. And, uh, we went five years later and they all looked at me and they're like, where are our lanyards? And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, we've been here already. Like you don't need instructions on how to get back. You should know how to do this. You've been experienced. Yeah. It's uh, the children. It's one of those things, from, right? Like, you know, you do it when like, like 10 children to two. Uh, yeah, of course. It's like beer fest though. You, you got to get drunk again to remember how to do it. It's wild. It is that way. It's, <laughs> it's so wild. Like I knew like all the German stations, it's all like um, Hammers Platz or something like that. And I knew all of the stations, like as it came back to me after a couple of liters, I was like, wow, that's really, and you like, there is no, sh so you only get served when you're sitting at a table and there is no shot that by the end of the night you're with someone like the, the grounds are just so huge. Like at one point Lucas found me and he was like, yo, get, get up. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm having a conversation with this dude. He's like, you've been sitting here for an hour with this guy and he speaks German and you speak English and you guys neither <laughs> of you have any idea what each other's saying. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, you speak English, right? And he's like, speaking to Deutsch? And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I got to go. <laughs> it's time to go home. It's time to go. But then you walk out of the campgrounds and then there was just a massive just a, a, it's a massive crowd of human beings and like these grounds i mean there's rides everywhere there's ferris wheels there's roller coasters there's electric cars and like there's kids running around and i mean like this is what i mean like the responsibility where they take it on themselves like these roller coasters there are no gates like to the roller coaster like i could walk up and touch the roller coaster they just expect you to be smart, a, a sane adult and say, oh, yeah, I'm, of course I'm not going to get in front of the roller coaster, right? Like they had no gates or anything. You're a responsible person. Drink responsibly. Take care of yourself and your well-being and your family, you know? Like it was wild. It was so wild just to see kind of that dynamic. Yeah, unfortunately, that doesn't always happen in America. <laughs> No, but I mean, I will give you the lay of the land if you guys decide to go the Germany route. Yeah, we will have to figure that out. And, you know, I might have to favor towards that side if I, if I can uh, pull you along as well. Yes, I, I'm sure you probably get Brian too. It's a brotherly duty. I'd be doing, you know, a lot of people uh, a favor. <laughs> So uh, throw some knowledge down. I mean, you, you're on the other side of freedom now. 
Um, what are the kids doing these days? Are you, I, I mean, is it still a typical Friday, Saturday night pregame, hitting the bars at 11? Like, what's the deal here? Are you, I, like, are these apps, I know that, what, four or five years ago, these apps were like the big thing. Is that still the rage with you kids these days? Oh, yeah, sure. The, the, the apps are definitely probably even, there's like, there's something for everything to, like, even just to like find people to hang out with and be friends with. It's nuts. Um, I think you and I had this conversation. It was like, <clears throat> I, I, he was like, Oh, what, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, Oh, I, you know, I have a dinner over at some friend's place or whatever. Like, and you were just laughing. It, it kind of like, it, it progresses. Like you, you, you stay in that, like, all right, like pregame and then go out at like 11. And then like, I think I'm, I'm still in that, that phase of it, in like the, the in-between phase where it's like, if I'm going out, I want to go out from like happy hour till like 10 or 11 o'clock and call it a night where, and then there's the, uh, go out and get dinner with like friends and things stuff phase as well. So it's like, I think at, at 27, I'm probably in the, the later half, you know, I'm not, but at the same time, definitely still have, uh, my friend or my, my fun, I should say when it comes to, late night drinking or whatnot where you just got to tune it up exactly yeah so I've what's, had, your, I've, what's your dating app of choice my dating app uh, uh i uh I, I got off the dating app for a second it was like uh going on too many dates or whatever it's almost like confusing to 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 a point i guess <laughs> but but I, you know if i from my my experience, uh, I would uh, recommend Bumble. You can put an advertisement in there for that. <laughs> oh yeah, you're two thumbs up. Two thumbs up for Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> I that that's just it's so wild. That's just something that I've never like I've never I've never been single uh, when that whole dynamic came up. So it's always, I, it's, I'm always interested just to hear someone's take. And it's funny because like, I do talk to a couple of my single friends that like people will take a time out. They're like, yeah, I had to pause. Like needed a break from all that because I, some of them were like, Oh, it feels like an interview or I feel like sometimes they're just looking <laughs> to have dinner and a meal and then I'm gone. <laughs> and yeah. Definitely a little bit of all that right there. Yeah, it's wild just to hear everyone's take on it. It's so, it's something that I just never went through that experience, so I'm always interested to hear. Plus, mom paid me twenty bucks to to find out. <laughs> did she? I wouldn't be surprised if she did. She's sneaky. She is sneaky. All right, my man. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I am done my beer, so that concludes the episode. Um, are you on, are you on beer too? I did not go to beer too. You know, this was, uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was almost an 8% beer. So I think like three fourths of the way I started to feel it. I still haven't eaten dinner yet. So, uh, if, if my words started to get choppy, it was more than just my sprint service. <laughs> well, you know what? That You're an adult now. You're 27. You're wise. You're, you're gaining that wisdom throughout your years on this earth. And uh, you're just responsible, Eric. I, I see it in you. And I feel like any day now, you're just going to pop out a kid. 
any any day, any 365 days times three, four, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. All right, brother, I love you, and uh, thank you for doing episode six. Yeah, I love you too. Thank you for 